I can get your whole city into your gym at least one time. But if your gym isn't ready to receive them, if that gym isn't as good as it can get, and that means everything from the staff to the interior to the exterior branding and the right equipment and that music dial in just right, they're going to go, wow, geez, the advertising sure better than what we're actually seeing here. You're listening to The Fitness Industry Podcast, powered by Australian Fitness Network. For articles, resources, and inspiration to grow your fitness business and career, go to fitnessnetwork.com.au, where you can also find a huge range of online and face-to-face courses, accredited for CECs and other continuing education points, with up to a massive 40% discount for members of Australian Fitness Network. In this episode, branding expert Derek Barton talks low-cost club refreshes, over-delivering on your marketing promise, and why plain walls aren't the inspiration your members are looking for. With Network's Oliver Kitchingman. Derek, welcome to the Fitness Industry Podcast. Thank you, Ollie. Great to be here. So Derek, you're the master of branding and you're Phylex in 2017 talking about the the power of branding and one of the topics you're talking about is the branding refresh for clubs. So what effect can a brand refresh have on a fitness business? I think it's totally emotional like this, you know, center we're in is what talk about a brand refresh with this whole, you know, convention center here and we're all like, wow, that looks magnificent. You know, we walk around, we see the improvements. We go, boy, they spent a lot of money here. It just, it's that wow factor. The same thing that can happen in restaurants, hotels, and gyms, and fitness studios, no matter what you call it. Just walking in there with something on the wall, like in, in your home. I've noticed many, you know, gym owners, they, you go to their houses and they have plants and wall coverings and beautiful lights and, it's magic. It just has an ambiance that makes you feel good. But yet when you go into their gyms, stark white walls, no personality on them. And there's a loss of energy there. Why do you think that is? I can only say from a great gentleman who you guys have had speak here, Joe Cirilli from uh, Gainesville, Florida. He has three clubs. And I spoke at Ursa in San Diego in 2008. And about branding, he came up to me, he said, Derek, I've been in this business, as you know, for 30 years. I completely forgot about the branding element. And I I was baffled when he said, I said, really, Joe? Because I hadn't seen his clubs. I've been here with him on panels and everything. But I guess just those things I was showing the before and after, he just got it right away and thought, wow, I've built some incredible clubs, but I missed that element of what you were talking about. That just that emotional hot spots, as we sometimes call them. And he now, he said, I need your help. And so what I do for my clients is I simply walk around their facilities and I tell them, just pretend like you're holding up a camera in this room. You take a picture and you send that to anybody in the world. If you have nothing on the walls, no logos, no pictures, no, they won't know what that is. A simple logo somewhere, strategically placed, some great mural, 
And what I like to do is I like to put or suggest lifestyle pictures on the walls. And people like Joe Cirilli and, and definitely, you know, my client, Steve Eden in Mackay, he owns three fitness clubs there, City Fitness. They get the fact that what we do in our gyms helps us to do what we do outside the gyms. And the stats show us that there's not a huge percentage of populations that train in gyms, but there's a outrageously huge group, three, four, five times that size that love the extracurricular activities, the biking, the golfing, the tennis, the, you know, hang gliding, you name it. They love that. So why not put those kind of images on your wall to look at that? And while you're lifting weights, it's like, God, I've always wanted to do that paragliding. Look at that. That looks like fun because that's what you're working towards. Or as we were talking earlier, playing golf, I'm playing with three buddies once a week. I want to hit that ball as far as they do and farther. So if I'm working out and I know I'm getting flexible or stronger and I see on a wall a golfer, no matter who it is, and a great swing and strength, it's like, that's what I want to aspire to. Okay, so how do business owners know when their business is in need of a brand refresh? Great question. I don't think they know until it's told to them how important it is. Once they hear somebody like me say, go in, name your favorite restaurant, name your favorite hotel. What is it about those places that you love? And you watch how they describe it. And it's, it's the ceilings, it's the, the, the lights, it's the, even the carpeting. They'll say, God, I love this. It's the murals on the walls, whatever those things are. It's the different, it's that ambience with even the music. I mean, there's some, uh, my client in Mackay, I told him about one gym had speakers outside the gym. So when you pull up in the parking lot, you get out of your car, you're probably playing music in the car and you get in the parking lot now and you hear music again. It just gets you in the mood. So he instantly put speakers out there. And that's part of it. How do you know that? You don't unless you see somebody else have it. So to your question is look around outside our industry. Sometimes we got blinders on and we don't really look at an Apple store and go, wow, why is the energy so incredible here? And an Apple store, if you think about it, it's basically white and it's maple tables. That was by design by Steve Jobs. He wanted the sophistication to come across. He wanted the purity of white and cleanliness and just sharp. But yet on the walls are great pictures of the products or you know somebody in motion with an Apple watch, surfing, skiing, and you look at those and then he's got strategically placed the iPhones and the iPads and the computers standing on top of these maple, ta- maple tables. And you can't help but just be inspired. And it's it almost it's just buy me. It's just you can't leave that store without buying something. So would, would there maybe be a lack of confidence among club owners in, in sort of knowing what their members might feel should represent a fitness club? Is there a they go for maybe these cleaner environments, these more bland environments, potentially, as a blank canvas, thinking that that's what their members want? That's interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. If they do, then they're catering to the wrong group. 
because I don't know anybody that has looked at white walls and said, boy, that's fantastic. That really inspires me. I've gone to my wife's gym and she literally pays $225 a month. That's a lot of money. And when you walk into that club, you see a restaurant, big high ceilings, pro shop. It's got that wow factor. But once you go upstairs and go to the gym area, nothing. It just is white walls, boring, no pizzazz, no wow, nothing. And you, you're you on a treadmill just staring at nothing staring back at you saying, hey, keep going. Even sayings on the wall. I like famous sayings. <clears throat> that successful people have done. And and Joe Cirilli's done that. And a lot of my clients, you know, Steve Edens, and you know, they get that even on the way out of their gyms, they got a saying. And as you're walking out after a workout, you wonder if it was worth it. And then it's like, hey, every small step counts. See you tomorrow. And it's like, wow, okay. And so that to me, it's almost you have to program your club. Just like a DJ. DJ is not asking anybody that's on the dance floor, hey, what do you want to hear? He watches. And he kind of knows instinctively. Ooh, they like that song. I'll give them more of that. Okay, we had five fast songs. That was a slower one. Whatever. We had two female singers bring a male. Whatever that is. You mix it up. And the beauty of walls, you can repaint them. You can do all kinds of different things. And it's okay to change from time to time. And it doesn't cost a lot of money to do some of these things. A can of paint. Interesting you talk about the cost there, actually, Derek, because when we talk about fitness rebranding, alarm bells, or maybe more fittingly, cash registers start ringing because, you know, it can seem like a, a really big budget thing. So is a brand refresh only possible for those with a big budget? Whatever budget you have, whatever you can spend, then you have to think smarter. If you have all the money in the world, hey, go for it. But yes, if you have a limited budget, wow, I've seen some uh, gyms that simply take maybe their brand colors and maybe half the wall do one of their brand colors with like a wave, especially those that, you know, are by an ocean. And it's like they make a wave, you know, like it's coming in. It's just or they may have something like a bridge, like up in San Francisco, you know, where I grew up. There was one gym I saw that on one wall was the Golden Gate. It was like, that was nice. We know the Golden Gate's right down the street, but wow, there it is. And you're working out. And it kind of reminds you, yeah, boy, we're, we're near one of the most famous bridges in the world. And here, everybody talks about the you know, Opera House. There's so many landmarks that wherever you are, you can put those on the wall. There's nothing wrong. And that's why I think club owners are so literal. You know, it's not all about fitness. Greg said that today, which was really nice that, our industry is not just about fitness, and we have to have the confidence to own everything that's in the health and fitness field. It, as you said, what we eat, you know, how we sleep. It's more than just working out with weights and doing classes. It's everything. And it's such a great product. And when we feel good and we look good, how do you take that emotion and put it on a wall of your gym? Just somebody sitting there on the top of a mountain that just climbed it with their arms stretched out like, yeah, I made it to the top. That's inspiring. Put that. And that doesn't cost anything, really. They have these decals now, life size, that you can just smack on a wall. 
cost, it's really inexpensive. So there's really no excuse to not do it. But the reason why, now that we're talking, I think they don't see the ROI at the end of the day. If I paint these walls, if I put these uh, murals up, put these pictures up, is it really going to bring people in the gym or keep them? And that's why customer service has been really bad in a lot of health clubs because the owners can't put a number to it. They don't know, so they don't really spend a lot of time worrying about customer service. Okay, talking about getting people in and keeping them there, actually. So you actually talk about having a budget for advertising to get people in your club and also for branding to keep them there. So what sort of ratio should that be? Should there be more spent on on getting people in than keeping them there? Or Yeah, the, real, the double-edged sword is you could spend a lot of money. And when I started in this business in, in 1985, it was like, okay, take 6 to 8% of your revenue and spend it on advertising. Well, that's fluctuated through the years, but there is a, it's one of those things, hey, what we're doing now, is it bringing enough people in? Okay, maybe we you know, need to spend a little more. But what we're doing now, are we hitting the target? Do we know? When people come in, the salespeople don't say, hey, how'd you hear about us? They've got their little script and they stay on script. So whatever that, Whatever that budget that people spend to attract customers, the scary part, once you get them into the gym, if your gym is dirty, if it's blah, you have a bad staff, you're never going to get them again. You lost them. And when when I was working at Gold's Gym for those years and, and I say to my clients today, I can get your whole city into your gym at least one time. But if your gym isn't ready to receive them, if that gym isn't as good as it can get, and that means everything from the staff to the interior to the exterior branding and the right equipment and that music dialed in just right, they're going to go, wow, geez, the advertising sure better than what we're actually seeing here. So that's that catch-22. It's like spend the money to get them in, but wow, be so careful that the payoff is when they hop in there, it's like, oh, my God, this is great. And that's, I think, a big part of why every country that I've ever been in, and I hear the stats, we only have 15% of the population in every country training in gyms. And yet you hear, like in America, we're 66% overweight, half of that obese. And you would think a health club would be the answer. But people have just shied away from it because it doesn't excite them anymore. Or or they came in, they tried it, and it just didn't move them. And we need more of that. Whatever that is, look around. You can see it in the Nike towns. You can see it in the Hard Rock cafes. You can see it in the Apple stores. I said Those brands, they're billion-dollar brands because they do everything right. They advertise, tell their story perfectly to the consumer out there, and then when they get them into their stores, they wow them all over again. So to your question, there is a balance, mm. but you'll know. Okay, Derek, do you have any last kind of words of advice for people that are contemplating a brand refresh? I would say you brought up a point, is it what people want in their gyms? And it was a good comment. I would say that sometimes I'll pick 
three to five different people uh, within a, a, a gym, a client of mine, and I'll just pick their brain. I'll say, so what do you think about this gym? What's the best thing you like about it? And I'll listen to what they like. And they say, so it, it, have you seen better looking gyms? And I'll see what they say there. And that was one of the things that Joe Cirilli and I talked about when he first hired me. I said, Joe, you have great gyms. And if I was to build a gym to compete against you, the only way I could probably put a dent in you, because everybody loves you in Gainesville. I mean, everybody knows your name. You're incredible. Is I could outbrand you. I could make even the lobby. I put a waterfall, a bank of TVs. I would make, I would have everything so custom and beautiful that magazines and newspapers would come in and go, oh my God, look at this. Look at this path going to the front counter. It's like fish are underneath this glass. I mean, oh my, that's how, and he smiled. It was great, just like you are. And he said, oh, I said, I will make you bulletproof. I will work with you to refresh your club so nobody can come in and say what I just said to you. That's brilliant. Thank you, Derek. If listeners want to find out any more, where should they go? They can uh, go to my website, bartonproductions.com. Productions, plural, spelled out. They can email me at Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at bartonproductions.com. Glad to answer any questions whatsoever. I love helping people. That's why I'm here at Filex. But yeah, I'll always give them the time of day. Always glad to talk with them. Derek, thanks again for talking to the Fitness Industry Podcast. For a range of online courses to grow your skills and fitness business, including What's Your Story by Derek Barton, head to the Network website. And remember, Network members make big savings on this and all other courses offered by Network. Go to fitnessnetwork.com.au slash CECs today to grow your business skills and fitness career.